It's Kyle Bartley with a header from John Swift's free Notebook cliches well underway already. <laughs> just, just two minutes into excuses it. everywhere. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. Uh, Gavin here. Welcome to the Anytime Notebook podcast. Uh, if your week, this week in particular, has involved spending a all-too-familiar, unhealthy amount of time watching Riley Towler attacking corners for Portsmouth and, like me, mistaking him for a young Aidan Flint, then welcome aboard. We're here every week. Review what we've seen. Mark your goal scorer card for the weekend. Put up some good value selections along the way. Joining me to do all of that as usual. Good evening, John. Good evening, sir. How are you? I'm good. Um, a less than successful week, not without its near misses, I guess. Sam Long's now gone two games without a chance, which feels very um, notebook-esque, doesn't it? Although Oxford, you watched that Oxford-Barnsley game in midweek, didn't you? Oxford were still a threat, weren't they? And Elliot Moore, Jubilee got a goal. Yep. Yeah, it was a, um, interesting, quite an interesting game. That. I'll talk about it a bit later, but yeah, it was quite an interesting match. I just had, a, for those Connor Hall backers, of which I was one last weekend, a gilt-edged chance from about six yards out that was saved by the keeper, as all good value goal scorer picks tend to be. Uh, you were unlucky, John. I know your least pick, probably on the data, didn't appear that Huddersfield caused many problems, but didn't tell the whole story. Um, reflecting on last week, what did you think? Um, I didn't really pick out that lead, but like you said, I went back and looked at the set pieces and it looked a little bit more threatening than it suggested. Um, mm. I was a little bit annoyed, well, kind of annoyed and kind of not with Morecambe. They did score five, which oh, I yes. thought could happen. Um, and Simao was lurking for the own goal. If the uh, if only the chap had missed it, he had an open goal, but he decided to head it into the bottom corner instead. Um, there you go. No, notebook cliches well underway already. <laughs> yes. just, just two minutes into excuses the everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, definitely there was a um, unnerving sense of well nervousness, I guess, <laughs> everywhere when um, when Coventry did concede a set piece. I think McAdally, we talked a bit about him last week coming in. Um, he did have a great start. He perhaps the calming voice that that Coventry backline needed. Should we start off in the championship, John? As, um, there was a few games there. Yes, Any, anything of note for you? Uh, no, I've not really got anything on the champ, but I know you have, so go ahead, mate. What did we have? Well, yeah, uh, yeah, nothing to do with the games, really. It was, um, uh, I noticed a back post header for Watford by the lesser spotted Matty Pollock. Remember Matty Pollock? Yes, constant, that's, uh, constant that's, threat for Greensby and <laughs> I've forgotten name, but it's coming back to me now. He's coming back to you, yeah. Um, yeah, just out of nowhere. I, did, I hadn't even realised he played for Watford. Um, and then I realised I hadn't seen him for the best part of this season. Um, but he went to Aberdeen anyway. The, the only thing I noticed about oh. the championship this week was someone <laughs> coming on as for a cameo for Watford who's now gone off to, to Aberdeen. But I think he could see some success there. He was... Um, not prolific, but not without a shout from set pieces for both Grinsby and Cheltenham over the over the last few seasons. I'm, I'm notoriously dismissive, right, about players going to Scotland, which you can ask Ross McIntosh about. But um, but Pollock might be a good one, I guess, to keep an eye. I'll have a, I'll have a look at that Aberdeen price this weekend. Um, John, just kind of reflecting, you you 
probably look a bit closer than I do at, at um, signings in the transfer window. Was it? Was there anything that you spotted? I guess with a a championship lens on any additions that, that yeah championship again was uh, it was quieter than the other two leagues that we'll come on to later but uh, in the championship one that I thought was possibly interesting Wes- Wesley I think it's hot uh, H-O-E-D-T mm-hmm. or hot I'm not sure about that he's gone to Watford uh, ex-Southampton people will maybe remember uh, Lazio plenty of other teams they're just having a dig around transfer market. It looks like he's taken and scored some direct free kicks while he was in Holland. So uh, well, he's unlikely to get on the direct free kicks at Watford with the attacking talent they have, but he's not got a bad scoring record. So the only interesting one from a defensive point of view I could find was Wesley Hot. Mm, very interesting. I thought um, Mimetti was a great signing for Bristol City. Oh, definitely, yeah. I yes. probably should have mentioned something about Bristol City. I, I was I was really impressed when we played them on New Year's Day, I think it was. I think Rob Atkinson probably kept Jokerez quieter than anyone that I've ever seen this season. I thought Mometi's a great signing. They're on a tight, nice tidy little run. That 3-0 win against who was it, Albion in the cup last weekend. That felt like a a marquee moment. I thought I thought when you when you look at the teams above them who, you know, not doing much apart from standing still, and I count Coventry in that in that list. Um I wondered whether, you know, I was looking at top half prices, I wondered whether the seven to two where there was still a bit of juice in that and whether people had reacted quick enough to a good fortnight and, you know, maybe one of the 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 late springers. Um top six does seem ambitious, but that didn't stop me throwing a few quid at Spreadix is um 66 to 1. So, um, yeah, so many teams above them, I thought. Nice to put a little anti-post bit together. And Bristol City certainly looked like one of those teams, bottom of the uh, bottom half of the championship, that, that could be, um, their ceiling could be a little bit higher. Um, nothing of too much in the championship. Then League One, John, you start us off. What was your observations from League One? Uh, first one, I did mention the Dan Crowley signing for Morecambe. Um, he's not going to play better than that probably ever in his life. That was a fantastic performance. I think he was involved in every goal. Um, I saw he got a 10 in a couple of uh, the local papers, which you don't see too often. Um, just looked fantastic on the ball, even on open play. Um uh, Oxford, we're going to touch on quite a lot this week, uh, so I won't go on about that now. Caleb Taylor had a a good chance from a slightly acute angle for Cheltenham, mm-hmm. uh, doing what he normally does. At least one chance a weekend for Caleb. Um, Riley Towler is definitely, he's already shown more for Pompey in three games than he did in 15 plus for Wimbledon. Mm-hmm. I know you've spotted that as well. Um, and you, you wouldn't win any prizes for guessing in the Shrewsbury Forest Green game that the best chances for defenders went to Pennington and Oliver Casey. That's it, um, yeah, take those. We, we, yeah, we saw that coming, didn't we? But yeah, I think Towler's a he's a he's a definite notebook runner now. He's um hey yeah, hold he on for a be. couple of minutes and he he forms one of my next best of my naps. So I won't say too much, but and also they've um as you pointed out um. You'll point out later on. Portsmouth look like they're changing the makeup of the defence. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought. Um, you know, talking to Portsmouth, check out if you can Twitter user Hancock Analysis. Go give him a follow. Tell him that we sent you. Um, I thought peerless tactical analysis there from 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 the young gentleman. He was looking at. They brought in Deshaun Bernard, didn't they? For 
as well as Paddy Lane yes. as well. But there's some, um, yeah, he gets the tactics board out. The insight's great. It's um, a, lo- a lot of good things there to back up the early days of, of John Massino. And um, it's, uh, it's, if you're a Portsmouth fan, if you're interested in League One, there's there's lots to be um, there's lots to take from that type of insight, and um, certainly, it certainly fills you with confidence, I guess, around you know. I think it, watches Portsmouth it, week in week out. It, it helps Towler as well because mm. Raggett, I don't think Sean Raggett's definitely not going to be an automatic starter anymore because no. they're playing a higher line with the pace of Towler and Barnard. Mm-hmm. Um, so Barnard, I've seen quite a lot of a hole. Um, uh, the only thing I disagree about in that thread, I wouldn't say he's a big threat going forward, but he's a big threat going forward, open play, but mm. more of an assist and not, not wasn't great from set pieces that I could see. So I think it actually opens the door for Towler quite a lot. I had a chart one on the list too. You know, if you, if you're looking through the data, they had some high set piece data this weekend. Um, it pretty much all of it come from those Raksaki chances. Um, the, yeah. the only reason I note it here, that's the second game in a row that Bolton have just gone completely missing from a set piece. So if you if you follow your NFL, you'd call that like busted coverage, right? And the Josh Marsh chance against Forest Green and now Ratsaki's he's basically a free header from, from seven yards out. That was a third different back three in consecutive games that Ian Evers put out. So I, I wondered whether... You know, chopping and changing that much with a bolter might be mm. might be one to watch, and there's 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 certainly some opportunities to um to test that theory out um, this weekend. I think they play oh Cheltenham, right? Is it Cheltenham? I think they uh, bolt and play this weekend, which brings in Caleb Taylor and our. I think it is, yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, certainly um certainly uh, that that Charlton data is probably um one to look at from a from a Bolton perspective. Um. What else? So MK Doms, we they looked keen to be against Exeter, weren't we, last weekend? But they didn't cause any problems. We just probably knew that they wouldn't. Zach Jules had a, a long range header from a corner, but that was the only positive. The only other thing, I Corey and Darber signed for Fleetwood from Burton. Um, that's one of the notables on on my list of signings in in League One. He made a point of saying how pleased he was to play with Toto and Salah again. A notebook favourite. I think they were both at Ipswich. Um, but Indaba was, um, yeah, looked look pretty prolific as he's um, ended his time at Salford. But another another one, just another name, you know, we're always looking to be with Fleetwood. Sometimes Insala doesn't give you a bigger run for his money as you think he should do. But we can avoid backing him week in, week out now because we've got a, another Fleetwood centre-half to, to secure our money. Any any other signings in, in League One that took your major notebook, John? Uh, Sam Lavelle has gone to Burton from Charlton. Um, always a player I liked for some reason from a scoring perspective. Um, never really first choice since he went to Charlton for Morecambe. Now his scoring record isn't as good as it I thought it was in my head, like a lot of these players. <laughs> um, <laughs> if, if you think about it, he's he's played for Morecambe for the majority of his career. Uh, most of the time they've been struggling, so and they've never been that prolific um, from a set-piece point of view for years. So I wouldn't hold that against him. And he's got a few goals, so this is a great opportunity for him going to Burton. It's, you know, there's no excuses, really. If he can get into the side, which I presume he will do, then I, I think I quite like him. He's a little bit too short this week, but I think he's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other one, uh, someone you mentioned in the intro, Aidan Flint's gone to Sheffield Wednesday on loan. <laughs> 
certainly fills the Mark McGuinness aerial void, as I call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> not sure how effective he is anymore, but you know he can score. We certainly know he can score. Yeah, let's see. Let's see what kind of prices he goes off at. He's um, notoriously. Yeah, I'll check that. I'll, I'll have a look while we're. Um, yeah, uh, that's the problem. I mean, been single figures for a number of years now, hasn't he? Really. We found the new um, Aidan Flint anyway, haven't we? In, um, in Mr. Towler at Portsmouth. So I'll, um, that's right. I'll talk a bit more about him later on for fans of um, shoulder length hair and headbands, right? Um, yeah, t- 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 10 to 1 best Aidan Flint this weekend. Already been backed off the boards. There you go. There you go. Blue everywhere. <laughs> what a surprise. Uh, let's look at League Two then. Um, we got the wrong player for Colchester. That Fiacra Kelhella scored again from a free kick. I think that was two and two for him, wasn't it? Not um, that's right. Yeah, I saw the goal. Not Samson Tovid's finest moment where he got his header completely wrong, but it fell at the feet of Kelhella anyway, who couldn't miss. As we said, Connor Hall watch. Those of us that are backed in were half out of our seat on about twenty minutes. We had a free header from the edge of the box, but straight into the keeper's hands. Oh, you noted uh, Alfie Kilgore. Um, that was a sublime finish, wasn't it? Not, not necessarily the finish oh, you'd you'd think. Fantastic from him, but um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a nice, uh, a nice shot. Um, that um, might just have flattered Mansfield that game. Right? They um, they scored from pretty much pretty much everything. Doncaster gave up plenty though. Um, the one that got away, John. Should we talk about? Should we talk about not? Not searching for the words will light penalty um, before oh, don't. last Saturday. Uh, can can we not? Uh, oh, actually, yes, 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 we can. Yes. Um, yeah, just 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 one of those that that we missed. I guess who'd have who'd have thought? Yep, it's um, as we record now. It's five uh, thirty-ish on a Friday, Friday night. The 365 went up first on this game because I was closely looking at it. They're still 17 to 2 anytime, Will Wright, and that is too big still because if you do the maths on a penalty being awarded in the game and a penalty and it going to Gillingham uh, and it being scored, that is around 5 to 1, 11 to 2, depending on how you work it out, mm-hmm. which is the general price. So it's not even really opinion that the 17 to 2 is too big. So if you can do it, even though it's a lot shorter than last week, forget about that because we know now he is on the penalty. So if you can get it, the 17 to 2 with Steve Freef massive is uh, is massive. <laughs> um, where uh, Armani Little, he missed a sitter for, um, from a Wimbledon corner. But the, what was notable about that was that it continued Stockport's poor run of set piece defending. This is a this is a thing. The balls the balls travelled all the way unchallenged into the six yard box. That's five games in a row. Well, at, at the time when I was writing the notes on Sunday evening, that was five games in a row that County have looked vulnerable. We can make that six after midweek against Crew, where the Crew goal has come from you know a real simple near near post header. Um, to an unmarked Ori Orden, who's I've backed the wrong centre back just for a change, um, but there is you know plenty of plenty of space at the back post. Another simple free kick. They got Tranmere this weekend, Stockport, um, and 
I won't spoil any surprises, but we're going to be we're going to be against Stockport once more. So yeah, after mentioning a couple of weeks ago that Stockport were a team to keep an eye on, hey, this this run continues, giving up solid chance after solid chance, and even even crew making hay in midweek. So um, so we'll we'll talk a bit more about that later. I think the only other name that appeared on both of our lists was um was Ryan Lee, quite who was pretty dominant in that in that Salford defeat to Crawley. <laughs> Yeah, we we love a bit of leak, but that that might be coming up later as well. So, uh, uh, <laughs> not, not to give away everything. Keep we're keep spo- listening, everyone. We're spo- uh, we're spoiling the strategy, which is we notice things and then we back them the next week, and that's how that works. <laughs> so, yeah. It's quite it's quite advanced. It's quite advanced. Yeah, there's lots <laughs> yeah. to be said for it. Um, We'll have a little look before we head on to the goal score bets then. Um, your EFL cheat sheet, which is just a section of the podcast where we talk about whose birthday it is. There was a birthday goal last weekend, John. Aaron Connolly scored for Hull. Happy birthday, Aaron Connolly. You scored on your birthday. I noted two people that were um, adding another year to their age this Saturday. Troy Parrott, who's slowly getting back from injury. He turns 21 on Saturday for Preston against Bristol City. And Sam Hoskins turns 30 for Northampton, who face Warsaw, which is, I think is where I'm going to be on Saturday. But um, uh, yeah, if you, if you, one of the new time-consuming aspects of an EFL cheat sheet is finding out who is playing their former club. Um, I normally lose patience with doing it after a while, unless it's unless it's like easily apparent to me and I can see it straight away. So if you if you yeah. do notice any of those, it is a genuine system. Let us know on Twitter who's um, who's facing their former club. I'm sure there'll be plenty about, uh, and it's often something to follow. Uh, let's head off into our next best and our naps for this weekend, John. I'll let you lead us off as usual. Thank you, mate. The nap is Matthew Pennington for Shrewsbury at Oxford, and that is a best price of 14 to 1. Uh, if in doubt, look for Lord Pennington is my uh, my first sentence here. Uh, first, the facts, which are always helpful. Uh, 11 in 103 games for Shrewsbury. If you only take the last 50 or so games, I think seven of those in the last 50 or so games. Uh, career best, six goals last season, already on four this season. He scored against Oxford last season and in 2021. How many more positives do we need? Um, Shrewsbury can create and score set pieces against any side in this league, as I've said many times. Um, Watching the Oxford game midweek against Barnsley, if they can target Elliot Moore um, and take him out of the game defensively, Oxford look very, very gettable. Um, Lack of height at the back as well. Shrews have got Pennington, Dunkley, other attacking threats. Shipley is good uh, attacking the ball. Mm-hmm. I can't, I, I can't see how Oxford can keep all of those quiet. Um, obviously, any of them could score, but Matthew Pennington would be nine to ten, to, nine or ten to one tops for me. So the fourteen to one Matthew Pennington is fine. Love it. Um, I'm going to head to uh, let's, let's take advantage of that. Stockport vulnerability. 22's Jordan Turnbull is this weekend for Tranmere. Nine goals in a season and a half for Salford and Tranmere. Big game in the middle of the division, this one. You just imagine Turnbull's going to lead from the front. A fresh off three good chances against Warsaw a fortnight ago. Scored three times since late October. Everyone listening to this podcast knows how much I want to be against Stockport. And this feels like, after bits and pieces the last few weeks, this feels like the strongest opportunity over over those last couple of weeks. Instinct is always a good marker when you've done this as long as we have John and 
I fully expected to open up the markets and see 12s, 14s. The 22s feels absolutely huge. So I'm on at that price. Jordan Turnbull, 22s for Tranmere versus that Stockport defence. Where are we going next for you, John? Oh, I love that one. I mean, uh, I think we've only got about two or three weeks before your namesake is back at Stockport. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that, that will change things, I'm pretty sure. So if you're going to get against Stockport, You've got to do it in the next few weeks, really. And so this looks this looks a great spot. That, that that's a ridiculous price, twenty twos. Now the next best is uh, earlier mentioned Ryan Leak for Salford against Rochdale again at fourteen to one. Simple case really of the matchup here. Rochdale have conceded a league high twenty one set play goals this season. I shouldn't laugh, but that's uh, sorry Rochdale fans. I don't think we've got any. But <laughs> you never know. We certainly haven't now. Um, Sam Graham still cheap. Sure he does. Oh, good old Sam. 50p headers, uh, we, we like to know. <laughs> Salford are quietly up there with 10 going the correct way, if you like, 10 attacking goals on set plays. Uh, I think Leek came on, well, he did come on our radar when he was on loan at Burton last mm-hmm. season, didn't he? He was the unluckiest defender in League One on the metrics. Uh, I think he was in for about four goals and he didn't actually get any. He had some ridiculous luck. Uh, at the time, I thought maybe that was a... Being at Burton, um, uh, that is a good place to go as a defender, as I mentioned earlier. But he has got two goals this season for Salford, and he's also currently having his most sustained run in the team. He seems like he's finally got a regular, seemed to be in and out a lot, didn't he, at the start mm. of the season? A lot on the bench. Um, so maybe that will help. But again, against 14 I wasn't enamoured with in a, in a usual game, but considering it's Rochdale, 14 is fine. So Ryan Leake, 14 to 1. Nice. Uh, and finally for me, after saying he was due earlier, uh, let's stick with the 18-1 to 1 for Riley Towler. Let's see if we can get the money out of the satchel for Portsmouth. Visit to Barnsley, five shots in his last three starts. Said he's a young Aidan Flint. Could be going off very much shorter in the, in the, in the next few months and years. It attacks everything in the box. Barnsley normally notebook worthy for what happens at the other end, but what Mads Anderson and Co. less than assured defending recently set pieces. Not not least the simple Elliot Moorheader that that Oxford has a consolation mm. in midweek, which we've talked talked a bit about previously. Um, yeah, Towler looks to be on the verge of hey, you know, finishing the second half of the season in 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 some good goal scoring form. Good feeling around Portsmouth at the moment. I think the 18 to 1 for Riley Towler is the next best. Uh, I had another couple on my list that didn't quite make it, or not ones that didn't quite make it, but you know, certainly going to be in the notebook over the weekend. Um, John, who, anyone else for you? Yes, yeah, quite a few this week. Mm. Uh, in the championship, uh, Vincent Company said that Burnley have illness in the camp and a few injuries and that he's going to rotate quite a lot against Norwich. So that's one I'd keep an eye on the team news. Um, in League One, as I mentioned earlier, I like Sam Lavelle for Burton, but being a little bit greedy, I was hoping for bigger than 16s, but I might keep an eye on the team there. Uh, interesting game in League One, I think, is Exeter against Charlton. I think you like this game as well. Um, now, today, Giovanni Brown has not turned up to training or wasn't allowed to train. I think he's not happy that he wasn't allowed to go to Pompey on deadline day. Uh, that's their main goal threat, obviously. Um, and I think possibly what we said a few weeks ago there, Exeter as someone who could go on a steep decline. Um, I noticed that Charlton signed Michael Hector 
not really a veteran, but he's not been at a club for eight months. Uh, he could have an impact, but I don't think he'll play tomorrow. Who did you like for Charlton? I think you've got to cover. I've missed Ryan Innes twice this season already. feels like yes, you don't right. want to miss him again. I think 20 to 1. At, who's the other? Lucas Ness, is it? The is other it Ness, half? is it? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think they're both going off around 20 to 1. I think you probably you cover them both, don't you? Like, MK Dons were never going to cause Exeter as many problems as we thought they might. But yeah, Charlton, another good opportunity here. Um, Caleb Taylor was on my yeah. list as well. I think 28, 28 to 1 he is this weekend. That's a pretty cheap price, isn't it, to find out if if there's anything in this bolt and set piece theory. But um, yeah, Innes and Taylor. Johnson's out for Bolton as well, so mm. uh, he's injured. And that, they have, like you say, it's a bit counter productive but I think um, counterintuitive sorry but since uh, Ricardo Santos has come back uh, I don't think they've looked as solid um, uh, I thought they looked most solid with uh, Will Ameson who they let yeah. go to was it Exeter yeah yeah. Um, the, I know he was I think he wanted to go back to the West Country but yeah they looked more solid with him there really um, also in League One Talking of MK Dons, quite an interesting signing they made. Anthony Stewart on loan from uh, Aberdeen, the ex-Wickham defender. Ex-Wickham, yeah. Yeah, we all remember him. Uh, good goal-scoring record at Wickham. Absolutely. Now, was that because he was at Wickham or was that because he was he's a great, you know, a great attacking the ball? I don't know. Probably a bit of both. Um, but considering Bristol Rovers last week again, um, and MK Dons, the last two games, have had a little bit of set play XG a little bit more than usual nothing amazing mm-hmm. uh, there's definitely a slot there so he, originally he was my next best uh, 18s I think he's okay if, if he plays I'll probably back Anthony Stewart excellent anything else to finish us off John uh, League 2 I've already mentioned Will Wright if you can get the 17-2 to two, then just take it um, now Stockport on a positive. Uh, since Ryan Johnson's come into the side, he's he's had three games in a row with chances. Um, that is obviously that's benefiting from Horsefield's probably where Horsefield would normally be. Mm-hmm. He's not looked convincing. I had a good hard look at it, but there's no way in the world I can tell anyone or you uh, that he should be a short price and Turnbull. Uh, he just he just can't be. You know, if if he'd been twenty fives, I might have had a. I look at it a bit more, but I think he's about 16. It doesn't make sense um, compared to the Turnbull price. So I, I like him in that he's showing up, but I'd need a bit of a bigger price, really. Awesome. I think that's, there's plenty plenty mentioned. You know, a nice, healthy mixture of notebook cliches um, and some new names, which is just the way we like it. Yeah. I think that will um, that'll do us all for this week. Whatever you're back in, be lucky this weekend. Um, if you do enjoy the pod, um, you know, you want to show your thanks and leave us a positive review on any podcast platform of your choice. Alternatively, if you don't enjoy the pod and you're still listening, then you have my undue respect. I'm a big fan of that level of stubbornness. Um, we continue to get more listeners each and every week. Um, if you do want to use this form to promote something, then let us know. Um, all good pods have sponsors, John, don't they? So we're open to working with like-minded people and companies. Um, head over to the website for more content. It feels like there's a start of February. feels like a good time to start putting some content together around um, set pieces and threats from corners and and, and free kicks. Uh, we'll share some of the mountains of opinions that we have to a deadline each week, John. Should we do it all again next week? 
I think we will, yeah. If you've got a uh, mattress for sale, we'll happily offer a discount code. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Affiliate mattress sales. Yeah. It doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be just a mattress. You know. we'll, do, we'll, do, we'll do pillows, whatever. <laughs> That's what we'll all be sleeping on when we keep back in Sam Long every week. Didn't quite pay the mortgage after all, did he? Never mind. <laughs> but luckily you gave out a warning that he wouldn't, so it doesn't <laughs> matter. What more can I do? Great John, good to speak to you. Um, I'll speak to you next week. Cheers, mate.